welcome to the Ship Show. If you don't know why we call it that, you're about to find out. Jeff Newbarth is your host. What's going on, everyone? Happy Thursday afternoon. Yeah. Jeff and Lex here. This is the Ship Show, part of the Callaway <laughs> Podcast Network. This whole email thing is throwing me out of my game, Lex. Uh, I'm sorry. Are you subscribed to the show? If not, just subscribe. SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Someone said this isn't available on Stitcher. We're going to make sure it is available on Stitcher. I don't even know how to do that. Ship Show at CallawayGolf.com. Thank you to Justin C. and Shane Bot for writing, and we'll get to your messages mm-hmm. shortly. Call us, 760-804-GOLF. Yes. All right. Hey, Trevor. You're back there. I'm going to text you um, my buddy Ryan's number to call him. Um, he's going to give us a live report from uh, the World Series. <laughs> all right? Because he just texted me and he wants what to talk. What a treat. So we'll get we'll get Ryan. He's he's one of the smartest humans alive. Just ask him. Oh, all right. dear. Just tell him that we're actually doing a, a podcast because he may not believe it. I'm so excited. Um, all right. So we do have a, a giant announcement to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, we also will be joined by Michelin-starred chef... Uh, but first, let's get some listener messages. To yeah. me, that's the most important thing we do. And we haven't done some in a while. Well, because we haven't gotten any. I know. I mean, it's not like we're like we're not people, blowing off the I, listener messages. I know that we haven't gotten them, and I'm really sorry. I'm you know, let me say one thing before we get into them. Yeah. We cannot always answer all of them. Oh, we could. We absolutely could. I myself cannot always okay, there answer we go. all of them. There we go. So. Please do not think that just because one time you write it and maybe it doesn't make it on the show or I don't get back to you that I don't see it. I'm sorry. Things get busy. Sometimes other messages get taken over. And Shane Bot emails every day. So he always gets his <laughs> messages read. Let's yeah. start with his Shane Bot. Okay. Hey, Lex. Hey, Shane. Seems like this is more for you. I'm still catching up on the ship show, and I just listened to episode 324. Does anyone really refer to them as that? 324? 324. You all talked about the most recent podcast review of winners. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us who won, please? No. Also, I don't think Jeff is right about the sinus infections antibiotics. Interesting. Amendment. I amend my answer. Jeff is partially right. Some sinus infections need antibiotics. I hope yours is completely cured by now. Mine is mostly cured. Thank you, Shane. You also added that you were going through your own while we recorded your A15 episode. So yeah. I, I apologize. I know you were under the weather that day. However, yes, I did not take medication for my sinus infection. And Jeff did not let me forget that no. I might be contagious. Yeah. My friend told me that she actually got walking pneumonia from not taking antibiotics. However, I'm doing just fine. Thank you. All right. Mine always turns into a chest cold, more well, I, more I than used, like hurting in my head. When I would get them, I would do a Z pack. Um, That's what everyone else and gets, then, but and then antibiotics kind of on the backside. Yeah, I don't like being sick. I don't like being sick either. However, by the time that I was back from my travels of mm-hmm. getting the sinus infection, I was just ready to ride it out. Got it. I'm about to start a bunch of travels, so yes, we'll get to are. that a little bit later. Is is Ryan on the phone, Trevor? I'm gonna did take he not that answer? As a no. Take it as a no. Oh, it's an unknown. Unknown. You don't know unknown. if he's on the phone? Well, this is really confusing. Difficult. Did you not get the phone number I texted you? Oh, no, you probably didn't because you have green. The, the green phone. Green phone. Amazing. We can go um, to another listener message while yeah. while he's uh, doing that. Okay, hold on. I'm getting a text from Trevor. Not yet. All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the other listener message while we effort to get Ryan. You can react to this one, too. Yeah. Justin C., I'm here if you need me. Seriously, I'd be down to join the team if you're looking for someone. <laughs> this and the rest of the Callaway Podcast Network shows are great. Yes, I've subscribed. See, I'm already rocking out that intro. Good job, Justin C. Good job, Justin C. What are your thoughts on Justin C. and the uh, fact that he subscribes? You know what? I think that that's great. We could use as many subscribers as possible. I just hope that you also listen because I don't know if you're not an avid podcast listener, then you might you might not understand this. However, when you well, don't, if you're not an avid podcast listener, you're not listening to this. Yes, but if you for some reason subscribe to a show and then for a little while you don't listen, it stops. Oh, that's the squeakiest. Yeah, what's going on out there? Penny, is that Penny? Penny is cleaning out. Penny, Penny's trying. We're finally got Penny on the podcast. <laughs> Penny is cleaning out the office next door yeah. with Tyler and Nate Adelman, and um, they brought the squeakiest trash bin Ma- ever over here. Recycle bin, excuse me. It's lots of boxes we are recycling wow. here in California. Huh? 
sustainability. That's the closest we've ever gotten to Penny appearing on the podcast, a squeaking cart she's pushing. I try to get her on the podcast all the time. Trevor, the phone should be ringing any second back there. What I was going to say about subscribing is if you don't, if you subscribe, but then you somehow don't listen for a while, it might not happen. You might not get your podcast. I just, oh, all right. Hello. Joining us on the ship show. This is really the person we named the ship show after. This is someone we like to call Lead Tape, Ryan Connery. What's going on? Oh, Lead Tape, congrats. Oh, hello, this is Lead Tape. (laughs) Hey, hey, so you're you're, you're calling from Washington, D.C. You just flew this morning from uh, Houston where uh, you worked games one and two. What's kind of the scene in D.C.? Is it cold? Uh, Yeah. Um, No, it's not. It's actually beautiful here today. It's a high of 70, low of like 58, and a cloud in the sky. Uh, we're just here setting up, getting everything ready to go for game three. All right, that'll cool. be tomorrow night. We're going to talk about that later in the podcast because, Ryan, we actually did segment two before segment one. Uh, tell people one thing about – I know, we're not real logical in this whole show, <laughs> as you can tell. tell. Tell people one thing about working the baseball playoffs in the World Series that, that they wouldn't know that you wish they would, besides how great you are doing what you do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. One thing that they – well, I mean, just the the amount of – effort and energy that goes into actually putting on this telecast mm-hmm. is unbelievable from from the setup to the travel to the i mean it just it is mind-blowing when you see it personally we we actually had uh they brought in the grounds crew yesterday from uh the in, in houston and they just walked around they were just blown away at the technology and the amount of the amount of personnel and the amount of uh you know, technology and everything else that goes into this. And it's, it's people just don't realize the enormity of the actual event itself because, you know, you're sitting at home watching TV or thinking, oh, well, that's cool, it's on TV. But you just don't get what, until you actually see it, you have no idea mm-hmm. just what goes into putting this together. It's, it's pretty fascinating, really, when, when you see it firsthand. Yeah, and Ryan, I think, you know, Jeff and I both come from a TV background, obviously, so we mm-hmm. understand what, we, what we're saying when we say lead tape, but can you explain to our listeners, like, He's what your job tape. is? What? <laughs> ask, ask, him, you, ask him what his machine... See, okay, first of all... Ask him what the machine is called that he rolls. First of all, I'm yeah. really gullible, so... No, no, well, it's, a, it's a running joke. This has been a joke with us for years and years yeah. and years, so it's, a, it's, an, it's sort of an inside joke. It's a long story but um, it's not really that good a story (laughs) it's really not that good it's just kind of funny between us oh um no the i i mean for for us i mean for me personally um on this show i mean you know i'm responsible for doing um four different angles of replays um i run a machine called snail which is so appropriate yeah yeah Snail and yellow are my two machines, and, and so Snail yeah. is responsible when you're watching the, and you'll see the really, really slow um, right-handed batter swing. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. And, you know, just you see the bat explode, and it's really slow and really, you know, dramatic. Um, that's what I do. But everybody, we have, uh, let's um, see, we have twelve of us, I think, mm-hmm. and everybody is responsible for multiple angles and um, and you know, selling what we have and to the producer and. Um, you know, building packages with the, that you would see within the game, like a, a rollout to break uh, with some dramatic images and some music and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's that's really the, the gist of our job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really, uh, you're kind of a marketing professional taking something and making it and selling it to your boss, who is kind of your consumer. I mean, you can look at it that way for sure. I mean, yeah. you know, it, and, and he's he's ultimately, you know, he is the ultimate uh uh, person who final say, you know, obviously Jeff's been, he, he's produced multiple things. So mm-hmm. he, he knows, you know, a he's few things in that world. So, uh, yeah. And so we, we're just responsible for our own machine, you know, our own look. And if we have something that, uh, we have something that has to get on, you have to be, you know, you have to be a salesman. You have to really, you know, hit the, you know, producer with it hard to make mm-hmm. sure that that actually makes air because sometimes that doesn't happen. It just, things fall through the cracks at times. And, yeah, you know, because people don't sell or you know are afraid to or whatever. So, well, you can't be yeah, afraid. Yeah, you, you you could sit there and you you just want it to kind of, you know, you want to get through the game without getting yelled at. Yeah. So you don't want to make any mistakes. But uh, I. Well, well you, that, that is true, Jeff. Though, but I mean, <laughs> that, that happens to a lot of people who are new. To That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Thank God you're not shy. <laughs> no, I'm not shy. My my favorite story with Ryan is we were doing we were doing a game. 
And I don't know what the game it was, but it was something involving like Ben Sheets was pitching. Mm-hmm. Who you don't remember because you're no. too young. And there were birds in Tiger Stadium. <laughs> and, and each machine has multiple channels. And on two monitors on a loop, I saw Lots Ben Sheets birds. and I saw the birds flying because he was so mad that he had to build these packages and waste <laughs> his time for literally when we got the assignment. But they're like, there's no way in hell these are going to air. But we got to build them anyway. So I'm pretty sure you brought those for like the next two years and tortured oh me with them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, of course. Well, that's, that's also another running joke that we've had forever. Yeah. Ben Sheets and the birds. And, and Pedro Martinez. And yeah. We've had a bunch of them. Yeah. All right. So, so we got to ask you a golf question because this is allegedly yeah. is a golf podcast. Allegedly. Um, mm-hmm. um, you haven't been able to play since before the playoffs. What's the post-playoff plan to, to get back out there? Because Ryan plays a full bag of Callaway golf clubs. Oh, no way. And, and could be someone we'd want to have on one of these All-15 podcasts uh, yeah, at some point. Yeah, I would that love is, to. true. I, I play yeah. all Callaway clubs. I'm, I'm, I'm fully fitted out with the whole Callaway bag and everything. So, uh, yeah, my post-playoff post, uh, my post um, playoff, uh, hope is to get out and, you know, just really, really just tune my game back in because I've – I've been out of the, you know, I've been out of the mix now for, I mean, I, pl- I played once in the last two months, which is, mm-hmm. you know, I don't usually do that. Usually I, I play two or three times a week when I can, you know, and so um, just getting back out there and hitting balls and practicing and, and getting my, you know, swing back into, back into shape. And, and honestly, like putting is the worst thing for me. So, I mean, that's really what I need to be working on. The well, you should be traveling a putter and you should just tell Aaron and Howard to like turn around and hold a little cup. You should just practice putting at them all day. You definitely set exactly. up like something in the truck. Yeah, get a little putting green going in yeah. out there. Oh man, how great would that be? Just travel a putting awesome. green under the truck and just tell like Jackpack, they got to like set the <laughs> set the putting green up for you first. Brilliant. I need I need one of those. Uh, I need to buy me a, one of those retractable putters or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the ones that are send, small. Send a runner. Yeah, get someone. I'm just such a creature of habit, though, and I like I, I get a one putter that I like, and I stick with it for you yeah. know, a long, long time. Well, we so. just came out with two new ones. I know so, you're gonna uh, like the number ten. Yeah. You're gonna like the number ten. Well, because I have, I have the, um, I have the. Uh, what's the one that I have? Jeff? The, uh, the Stroke Lab. Uh, it's the one that Molinari has, right? Yeah, so you have the the one of the, the yeah. San Diego or the Madison. It's one of oh, the so blade, one of the Toulon blade putters. Austin, 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 yeah. yeah. Right, because you had to have something representing uh, the great state of Texas. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. It's the greatest country in the world. Today. I know. I know. All right. Well, we're going to let you get back to work before you say something to get okay. one of us in trouble, mostly me. Uh, but we wanted to have an opportunity to have you come on the show. We're going to talk a little bit more about the World Series later. Yeah. Uh, that's Ryan Connery, right. who's one of our newest Thanks, A15s. He will be on a future podcast with Lex and Finley, and I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm pumped. Call me back anytime. All right. Have fun setting up All the right. truck. See you guys. All right. All right. See you later. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. That's crying, Ryan. What a great special edition. Yeah. I loved yeah. that. Yeah. A lot of people are going to be upset about that. Oh. Because he was probably supposed to be doing something. Like, and a lot of people are like waiting for him <laughs> you to know, like text the machine or fax the like, machine or something like, and he's doing a podcast. It's always with us. the tape, guys. When I was um, at Fox here, my friend Tawny was ADing one day and she um, got up. She was like yelling for the lead tape guy. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to get him in any more trouble than he's already been this season. But um, he was gone taking a phone call for an hour during the game. And <laughs> that's happened. That's happened. No, I will say Ryan is uh, so there. There's very few times where I get back in in the truck these days, and uh, pretty much ex- in my contract is Ryan has to work with me. Snail. So he did snail. He, I've never called his machine snail before. So the reason that is beyond funny. Well, the thing is, so when when you're naming tape machines, yeah. they need to be one syllable words. Yep. Things that are simple, easy to say. Mm-hmm. So you know, used to be you know A B X Y, but when you get into a game like this, you're like four thousand things. Yeah. And you just don't know what to you call have them. Silver. You have gold. You have X. You have Y. Like yeah. Well, everything. they're down to snail. I like snail. Yeah, snail's I a think, great word for it. Especially since you're running what uh like the super 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 slow. So right. dino That's why they do it. That's dino? why they, uh that's a, probably a phantom. Okay. That they're using. Uh and then, you know, so like at the US Open, we have a replay machine. Steve Beim, our director for mm-hmm. Fox, he's a huge USC, you know, graduate, huge right. USC supporter. We've uh, the number one machine that plays all the super slow most stuff's mm-hmm. called Trojan. So cuz he wants to be able to, Yeah, but it's for him it's one of the words he says all the time. Yeah. Um you know, and the backside of Trojan because each machine is the front and the back side. Yeah. Horse. A little Trojan horse thing going on. Do a little I would history t- lessons. Totally do devil. You do devil? Yeah. Like sun. What if I did yeah. like sun devil? As two different machines. Yeah. Sun and devil. Okay. Like on the devil on the back side. Yeah, that Just, would work. Yeah. That yeah. would work. All right. I wouldn't see you doing the devil very much. All right. Can I we wouldn't. make this big announcement? Okay, yeah, make your announcement. All right. Or do you want me to make it? Yeah, well, you should make the announcement because okay. the way it reads is I'd be talking about myself in third person. <laughs> 
The big announcement that Jeff has been referring to is that we are going to have open auditions for your new co-host. Yeah, with a little restriction. With a little bit of restrictions, but it'll be some familiar faces, I assume. Yeah. And um, hopefully we'll come up with like a fun segment that'll really test their... Uh, their ability to co-host, yeah. and it should be good. I like that. So we're, we're going to rotate it around a little bit uh, over the rest of the year, mm-hmm. kind of until January, where yeah. we'll probably have some formal proclamation, or not. It'll just be whoever's available. It's ship uh, show. We'll continue to, to, to kind of host the ship show with me. But yeah, I mean, I want, you know, I, I promised any chance Alex, he can come in here, and, okay. and he can audition to be a co-host. Mm-hmm. So that'll be exciting. You're, you're, if you're not in here, you're going to still be in the, the control room. Yeah, you're I'll not still going be in, anywhere. I want going, to make that clear. I'm still going to produce the show. I'm not right. going anywhere. Right. But it's hard for but you to host and produce. I might not be the best fit for a consistent co-host, I would say. Right. I would like to. I'm still going to audition. You're going to open audition. I'm still going to audition. audition. Where are we going to like, like, is there a website like callawaygolf.com slash ship show auditions? Probably not. I don't think so. But well, you guess can how you can, if you want to audition, if you want to audition, and you're going to be in the San Diego area. Mm-hmm. You have to be in person. We can't yeah, do it. We we're not cannot, doing co-hosts over the phone. ShipshowCallawayGolf.com or call us and do a little trial. 760-804-GOLF. Mm-hmm. 760-804-GOLF. I can't talk today. 4653. Oh, my God. Just tell us why you should be a, uh, a Ship Show co-host. And who knows? Maybe we'll play some of those down the road. Uh, yeah. I'm excited for Scotty G to get in here. I'm excited mm-hmm. for the Charm Offensive Ian Barrett to get in here. Uh, hashtag Chad, of course, was in here the other day. He'll continue to do stuff. Matt Browning. Uh, you know who I'm excited for? Who? D-Nevs. Oh, D-Nevs is great. D-Nevs hasn't been on a ship show in a while, and I think well, he's due. because he hasn't been here in a while. He's due up. Yeah, he's yeah. been gone. Luke is always fun to have on a ship show. Finley and you are still going to do the A-15. That's not totally. going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. Um, so that's probably enough of Finley. We don't need any more of him on the show. <laughs> uh, Ethan, I know, wants to get in here. Oh, Tyler, cool. Tyler uh, has wants always to get wanted in to here. audition. Uh, I really hope Rodrigo decides to, to come in here, but if he doesn't, I won't push him on that. You know who um, hasn't been on the podcast but said he might like Nate Carlson? to be uh, Jason Guerrero. Oh, we'd love to have Jason Guerrero. Yeah. Cliff. Cliff, yeah. I'd like to have Nate Carlson. Penny, I really would hope Penny auditions. Penny! Penny won't do it. Penny, I ask almost every day, will you want to be on the, the, the ship show and just want to do it. Uh, but we anyway, can promote her we're, candles. We're going to introduce uh, a lot of new people and, mm-hmm. and we think it's going to be fun. So we'll take these next couple months and kind of audition and we'd love to get your guys' feedback as people do the show. Um, I'm assuming that most people are going to write the obvious one and say, why, why can't these people replace you? And they probably could. But um, you can just save <laughs> think, yourself the email. I think you underestimate how popular you are. Uh, I think it's fairly obvious that I properly estimate it. But anyway, shipshowcalloweygolf.com, 760-804-GOLF. When we come back, mm-hmm. we are going to be joined by cooking royalty, you could say. I would say so. We're going to be joined by Jason McLeod. Jason is doing his own podcast that's going to be part of the Callaway Podcast Network called Chef Jason's Shitty Podcast. Chef Driven. Chef Driven Shitty Podcast. Jason's Shitty shitty Chef Driven Driven Podcast. podcast. (laughs) Rolls off the tongue, people. Uh, It's pretty amazing. We've done seven episodes so far. These are going to drop in December. Mm -hmm. But uh, Chef Jason is a two-starred Michelin chef. We're going to explain what that means uh, when we talk to him in a little bit. Fun fact, we talked to him already. We're doing this in reverse order. Um, he, he's a part of CH Projects. He, uh, they have 16 experiences, restaurants mm-hmm. and bars that they manage here in the San Diego area. I encourage you to try them all if you're here while you're coming to audition for the ship show. Let they're, us know. We'll join you. Of course we'll join you. Um, but but really, this is just someone who, who I've personally connected with, become a good friend of mine. Uh, you'll kind of hear that as, as we kind of talk through the interview. Uh, but first, we're going to give you an exclusive... You know, it even says the name of the podcast right on the format. I should have just read it. <laughs> Um, I try to make you, it as simple as no, possible. We're, we're going to give you a, a sneak peek of what's going to come on Sh- Jason's shitty Chef Driven podcast. There Here's a go. little teaser. What do you guys feel about classic recipes and cocktails? The importance of what it does for you guys. Oh, you got to master the classics. Yeah. You have no business creating your own cocktails or trying to expand your repertoire, You know, create menus, until you at least have a basic grip of the classics and why they exist and why they work yeah, because they're, they're essentially a masterclass in balance, um, in economy, in why drinks work. And it's about having an understanding of the ingredients and their relationship with each other. Very similar to cooking, but I feel like until someone understands why a daiquiri works, why an old fashioned works, I don't really want to taste their original cocktails. Welcome back to the ship show, Jeff Lex. I love when we get to talk about booze on the ship show. I know you do. Yeah. Specifically Tito's, but not today. I know, but today we're not talking Tito's. No. Today, 
we are going to be joined, or we are being we joined. We are joined. This is, this is going to be so confusing, because we're actually <laughs> doing the show on, on the, the day, day that we're releasing it. Yeah. But Jason, normally we tape these like the day before, or sometimes in multiple fittings. But what's confusing me is we're doing segment two before we're doing segment one. Well, but you know, this is that's just part of our job. Okay. It's how it's how it works. And now my mic doesn't sound good. I think we're okay. A little Keep staticky, going. maybe. Yeah, a little staticky. A little staticky. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's okay ship, now. It's a ship show. Keep going. It is it's a, a ship, ship show. show. <laughs> All right. So, so did we already introduce Jason on the other side of this break? I well, think I we don't did. know. We haven't done it yet. All right. Well, I'm going to introduce Jason <laughs> on the other side. But Jason McLeod, Michelin-starred chef, who has a new podcast coming out. Yeah, absolutely, with the Callaway Podcast Network. Chef-driven podcast. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for for jumping on the other side of the desk. You were just here moments ago. I was. Recording episode seven. I know, I almost feel like I should be asking you questions. but Well, you're going to get the opportunity. Okay, cool, I like that. That's pretty cool. The question is, did Kiki script this for you? (laughs) Uh, No, I I, I work better under pressure. You know, that's that cook thing in me. Like, we're so, like, used to, like, Mm -hmm. it just changes nonstop. So I kind of, like... The script is kind of hard for me. Okay. The right. kind of last minute stuff, I'm pretty good at. Maybe good. we'll test that for season two. We will do a whole episode where you have no script. Uh, that would be kind of fun. Or, Not or to maybe give we a heart do, attack. Maybe we just do one segment called unscripted. Oh, that's that's a better. Oh, idea. That, that would that See, would that's define the sign of a seasoned producer. I'm still really ambitious. All right. So <laughs> let me let me run through the logistics of this. So so Jason's podcast is going to be dropping sometime in early December. Yes. And we'll have you back on the ship show to kind of mm-hmm. let everyone know when the date is. And and. This, to me, is sort of the synergy of what Callaway's all about, right? It's about connecting people and the game. It's also about mics that don't work, apparently. <laughs> Stretch out your the thing. Stretch out this? Yeah. All right. Stretch it out. Those of you watching on... That got worse. Yeah, I don't know. All right. I well, just, as long as we don't know why it's happening. Yeah, we're okay then. All right. Let me keep... Let me move here. Wait. Is it better there? <laughs> no. Better there. All right. Let me move this thing again. And then point it... Yeah. All right. Let's try that. How's that? That's better. I, now tilt it down a little. And better? Like, Are we there? Yeah. yeah. All right. Much better. Should we just start over or keep it all going? <laughs> Let's just keep it all going. Keep it going. Anyway, so we partnered up on this podcast because we figured that those of you listening to this podcast who love golf probably eat. Yeah. That was the market research we did. Yeah, and hopefully eat, a little bit of drink, a little bit of understanding restaurants, and golf. I love golf. Yeah. And I think it kind of was a pretty cool partnership. Yeah, so how long have you wanted to do a podcast? It's interesting. I've I've wanted to do for a long time um, because I do. I, I love podcasts. I like listening to them because there's so much information that you can gather in a short period of time. So it's something I've always thought of, but I never really knew where to kind of go. And then when this opportunity came up, I was like, "Well, I like golf. Yeah, I love Callaway, and this would be a really cool thing to do for me." Plus, you got some pretty sweet digs for your first podcast. I mean, every guest that's come in is like. Wow, what did you do to get this? Like, they, I, I feel like a really big deal now with the people that have come to the podcast. Yeah. Like, I really, I walk around with my chest puffed out a little yeah. bit. I feel pretty tough, pretty cool. I, it's pretty neat. It's pretty impressive. So, yes. as as a chef, obviously you um, you're in touch with a lot of people. You're talking to people probably constantly about like new ideas, whether it's for a dish or for a restaurant concept. But what's it been like for you to transition into like a host position and interview people about their careers? I think that for me is I know a lot about my industry. I've been doing it for 30 years now. And so it started when you were seven. Yeah, I was yeah seven. Yes, I wish. <laughs> and I, I think it's more of trying to, to articulate the questions that the audience can understand without it coming across as me already answering it for them, like trying to get the question just right so that the guest answers what I want the audience to hear. And that's been really interesting for me because the research is pretty important in that part of it and kind of really understanding each person's nuances, what they do in their job. Yeah. Wow. A host that does research. I know. Who knew? <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Um, I, I think to me, for me, you know, so you've recorded seven of them so far. We have one more to do and all of those are going to drop as sort of a season one. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be a season two if this mic ever works again in, yeah. in, in March. Good thing it worked for your podcast. Yeah. yeah I'm kind great. of thinking you I did know. something to me. I, I was like, I, sabotage. Yeah, I don't want anyone else it? using my chair. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm kind of like, yeah, why is Jeff in my chair right seriously, now? Seriously. It's my it's, chair. It's, it's, a, it's a little uncomfortable. It's but, all of our chair, actually. But, but <laughs> I, I think that what's interesting to me is is the range of guests that you had. When, when, when you you and Kiki first sent over the list of who was going to come on this, it's not, you know, the predictable thing would have been, well, we're going to have another chef and then we're going to have, 
you know, someone who bartends. But you guys went way deeper than that. Talk to us about the philosophy of, of who appears on, on the podcast. Well, yeah, the idea for us was to really find people that were connected to food in some way. It may not be a cook, it may not be a chef, may not be a restaurant owner, but a lot of people that I meet or see or follow have some affiliation with food along the way. And really that's what we wanted to do and then bring those stories in and then kind of circle around food. And, and I think we've done a pretty good job with that from you know, fitness instructors to celebrity chefs who never owned a restaurant to newscasters who do stories on maybe food. And I think for me, that was really the key was there's so much that surrounded around food it's 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 culturally around the world you know it's where great things happen and i think for me was part of that was just bringing everybody together and telling a little bit of that story and ending up where we want to talk food and and drink and and we'd be remiss not to mention uh the company that you you work with uh ch projects yes um and you guys have 16 different i call them experiences but they're restaurants and bars around san diego and no and and look the experience is a great name because we really do try you know we're not perfect but we really do try to create somewhere where people want to go hang out and that's Mm -hmm. really important to us and and we want the places to be where people are comfortable and they get a good meal, a good cocktail, a great glass of wine, just a great experience. They just want to meet friends and that's really important to us. And we love San Diego, it's home. So we really want to do that in our hometown. Yeah, and and I think I've been to five of your your, your concepts so far. And each time I go, the, the food blows me away, the service, the the decor, I mean, you know, False Idol, a, a tiki bar, which oh, yeah. we were lucky enough to go to about a week and a half ago. Uh, I mean, like, no, there's nothing like that I've ever been to. No, and for us, we really, we travel a lot. And whenever we go to these big cities or these well-known cities or maybe a little bit more known for food or drink or hospitality, well, we come back to San Diego and say, we want that in San Diego. And that's really our goal. We say, we want to do that in San Diego. And my partner, you know, who is does not take no for an answer. He just <laughs> goes for it. And, and he's been able to create these amazing spaces that, like you said, when you walk in, you're like, wow, where did that come from? Wasn't ready for that. And hopefully that's part of that experience. And I think what's really awesome about it is that, um, like you said, everyone is unique. And when you are thinking about San Diego, not only do you have a lot of people who have lived here for a really long time, but you have a huge tourism like industry and you have a lot of transplants. So like people who are looking just for someplace cool to hang out or to recommend to people, like a lot of times, um, and I've just realized this recently since we've been doing the podcast, like places that I recommend or that my friends recommend are part of CH projects because they're so cool, so different. And it's a really great place to just like kind of feel like you're in something that is unique to San Diego. Yeah. And I think for us, that was it's part of what we try to do. And I think the biggest compliment I get is if um, a mutual friend or a friend of a friend who's in the industry, they'll send me a text or a phone call and say, hey, I have a friend coming into town. Can you give us some recommendations? You know, so we give a couple of our spots mm-hmm. and then a few of our favorite spots. We actually have a list in our um, group that we call places that don't suck. And it's about <laughs> 40 spots in San Diego that we love that we also share with people. But getting back to where I was going is the compliment that I love is that, wow, this is in San Diego because San Diego has that reputation, unfortunately, mm-hmm. of not being a place where there's a lot of wow moments. And to me, that's the biggest compliment when people come and they say, wow, this is amazing. This is San Diego. Mm-hmm. And, and that to me is the biggest compliment and excitement that I get for sure. And people, people may not guess this, but you're, you're not native to San Diego. I'm not. I'm from the West Coast of Canada. Okay. I so. just wanted to clear that up. So, <laughs> Did I say you, something? No, no, no. You know what? You haven't, you haven't dropped an A. We haven't talked yeah. about anything maple. So yeah, every once in a while I get a boot. So I know that the worst thing you have to do is talk about yourself. So we're going to make you do it on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, explain to our golf audience who may not be in tune to this what winning a Michelin star means and then also can can you as humbly as I know you will just gloss over the fact that you, you have some of those so Michelin guide in the chef world um, is our Academy Awards our Emmy Awards all oh, those like great that. yeah that and sense. and to us um, it started in France hundred years ago and it started off as a travel guide tires they Michelin sold tires and then along the way when things you know cars were becoming popular 
they started doing a guide where places you can stop along line. And then it became into a rating system, one, two, and three stars. One being very good, two being exceptional, and three being a worth the travel. Go out of your way and eat at this restaurant. Um, so it really was to us like this, this, that was it. If you could win a Michelin star, but it was only in Europe for many years. Right. And then it started spreading, it went to Asia, um, it became, it came to America, I think it was LA and Vegas was first, if I remember correctly, and then San Francisco, Napa Valley, Chicago, New York. Um, and when I was in Chicago, um, we didn't, there was no guide when I first started there, and we were opening a restaurant, a high-end seafood restaurant, and rumors started spreading that the Michelin Guide was coming. So of course, Chicago was buzzing, great food town, amazing chefs. Um, so of course, you know, people ask, you want to win a Michelin star? Like, yes, of course, yes, absolutely. Yeah. It is the be-all, be-all. Um, and then there, it was true, the guide was coming out. And we had this restaurant, and, and we thought we did a pretty good job, and we thought, well, maybe we win one. You know, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> And what happens is the neat thing about it is the Michelin guide calls you as the chef. They personally call you on your cell phone to tell you if you win. Oh, Does wow. it say Michelin guy on the caller ID? It, well, it didn't because it's blocked. It's pretty interesting because oh. it's, you know. See, I wouldn't answer, like, so I would never like, win yeah, one. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. famous for yeah. trying to be secret. Discreet. You know, yes. you don't know who Does they are. Does he disguise his voice? Like one of those like voice simulators? Well, things? this case, it's a pretty... F- thick French accent. Okay. Luke Narat was his name at the time. He well, was in charge of that. If you can't disguise, then you just gave him away. I know. Well, he's retired now. Oh, okay. so, yeah, he's a, like, we can talk about leave him. leave you a message if you didn't answer? I don't know. I answered because okay. we, we kind of knew. Bonjour, this is Luke. If, uh, yeah. You can call me back. Just oh on. Thank you. So because you, you, as, you, know, you don't want to get your hopes up, but yeah. your hopes are up. Yeah. And when that call came, it was a day before my 40th birthday, which was pretty cool. Wow. And when... The call came, I thought, okay, we got a star. Wow, this is amazing. And when he said we received two stars, I mean, I almost swallowed the phone. Because it really was, as a young North American chef, you yeah. know, I grew up in Canada, but in, I'm going to put it in North America because we didn't have Michelin. Yeah. We had to travel to Europe to work, to work in Michelin side restaurant. That was a goal of ours. So now all of a sudden in our, and I remember asking over there 25 years ago, they said, oh, it'll never come out of Europe. And no way, no way. It's yeah. ours, it's ours. Super and then, protected. so you just never thought that it would be something you could win on your own. So why, why do you not wear like like two stars at all times? Like Kiki, get him black shirt with two <laughs> stars on the sleeve. Well, I think it, it's one of those things. Or put it on like the side of your glasses. Yeah, I mean, and it's sick. interesting you say that because a Watch lot of band. chefs will have them tattooed. Oh. Um, the stars on, you know, if they've won them, you know, uh, they will tattoo them. You'll see a lot of chefs that have won will have a tattoo of the Michelin stars. Are you going to put it on like your tombstone or whatever? That's real morbid. Well, yeah. No, like people put like life accomplishments on They do, yes. I don't know. It's interesting you say that because during when we won the two stars in Chicago, amazing food town with like top, top chefs in the world. But it was such a tight community there. It really was. And when we won the star, they, they do a big ceremony and you get to go and celebrate. Mm-hmm. And, and there was another uh, restaurant group there called the Boca Restaurant Group. They do amazing stuff and have some just incredible chef partners with them. They sent me, uh, the, the two partners of Boca gave me a $2 bill to, to kind of oh, a memory awesome. of two Michelin stars. I still have that $2 that's bill cool. to this day. And I started collecting $2 bills since then. Really? I have about 60 of them. Well, why don't we have some in the set? Yeah, I, I just yeah. thought about it right now when you asked yeah. me the question. Well, season it's two. Yeah. Season yeah. two. Maybe season two, two, two Michelin stars. for season two. Yeah, because yeah. it is season two and two stars. Yes. There you go. Exactly. So it really is the Michelin Guide in our world is something that we dream about as young chefs. Mm-hmm. And, and it's great now that it is in America. And it's mm-hmm. just come back to L.A. And San Diego now has Michelin star restaurants as well. We do. With oh. a guy just came out this year. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we have only one Michelin star restaurant though. Addison Restaurant. I've never been. At the Grand Del Mar. At the Grand Del Mar. Yeah, they won one Michelin star. My opinion, they got ripped off. Yeah. Uh, They should be minimum two stars and pushing three because that restaurant, anything that is related to Michelin, they do it and they do it very well. Amazing restaurant, absolutely. We We should do the Callaway Guide. 
to restaurants. We totally should. Because like golfers travel. Like Absolutely. That would be really cool. Yeah. Like you get like a, a three ball pack, a two ball pack, or a one ball. I mean, each time you win, we actually give <laughs> that, you golf balls. Yeah, there you go. We'll that's more valuable cool. than we could bring stars. Back the five, the That'd five be pretty pack. cool. We could. We could. Yeah, All right. Absolutely. Let's, can we transition to a couple other yeah. things? Of course. All right. Before we do that, though, the one thing I did want to mention is so so there's seven episodes coming out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask each of you, you can't pick your favorite. Okay. Because that'd be like picking your favorite children. Okay. And, and you can't yeah. pick your favorite child. You no. know, I do it all the time, Amelia, <laughs> but you can't do that. Um, so for me, my favorite episode was, I don't want to give it all away, but you had three local fishermen mm-hmm. and and the stories that, that these, these folks um, tell, just amazing. And it's completely made me rethink um, about seafood, about sustainability. Like it's way more about like, do you like fish or not? Mm-hmm. This was a this was like a, a, a social thing that, that these fishermen are doing. And this is like the, the, the way that it was meets the way that it is now. And I thought it was such an awesome juxtaposition. Yeah, to me, obviously we opened a restaurant called Ironside Fish and Oyster just over five years ago. And, 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 and at the time I knew of, a bit about the history of San Diego and the fishing fleets and the mm-hmm. tuna market. And Little Italy was where a lot of the Italian immigrants came to set up and they were fishermen. And there's this whole story that we knew was kind of there, but we didn't really talk about it. And Tuna Harbor Dockside Market opened up just after we opened Ironside and and I met a few of the fishermen and we built this relationship. And I mean, they really are family now. And yeah. and to me to have them on the podcast was, it was really special. I, I, I get goosebumps kind of talking about it because they become family. I do business with them. Obviously, it's a business transaction. We buy fish from them. They catch fish. We sell it to our guests. But yeah. it's more than that. And to me, that story is just so incredible to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's honestly, if you want to put the the summation as to why Callaway and 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 you are work, why we're working together, that's it. Because that's the same relationship we feel we have with our customers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't have the same relationship in terms of we don't let them come here, even though sometimes they sometimes do anyway. Sometimes they do. Like yeah. Alejandro or comes they all send the time and, and and literally just knocks on the door. He's like, <laughs> hey, I'm here. Yeah. And we're like, hey, what's going on? But but to have those relationships that 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 you clearly value. With with these folks and we value with our customers, it's it's sort of shared ground. Yeah. What was yeah. your favorite? Um. So one thing I really love that you've done is for a couple of your episodes is you've brought in women who are in male dominated industries, which I don't think that people would necessarily view, um, like the restaurant business as something that could be so male dominated because you see a lot of women at the front, mm-hmm. right? So um, between the female butchers that you brought in yeah. and um, and then just recently the bartenders, I think those were two of my favorites just because they talked a lot about things that we talk about as women in the golf industry as well, whether it's like how much you have to like prove yourself or stand up for yourself in your workspace or with like people who are coming in um, and kind of prove that like you know what you're doing and you're doing just as good if not better of a job no and I think and to me it's a really important story Um, when I started in this industry again when I was seven thirty some odd years ago Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, it happens it it was really in North America I mean Europe very different story Asia very different story excuse me but it really wasn't kind of that masculine job like it just wasn't to, to put it bluntly it was a job that you know you just it wasn't almost a proud job yeah um and and it was like i remember when i was young i was 17 when i started dishwashing and and i started cooking and you would hear like isn't that a woman's job in the kitchen like you would hear that comment so now it's it's fully gone the other way in such a way that it's like crazy the spectrum and to me you know we have it's such an incredible business that we do in hospitality and what it means and to to really showcase some of these ladies that are doing really special things in my industry is is pretty important to me because i do believe it's a great story and there's it should just be equal i mean there's nothing that says a male or a female can do it better or worse than each other in our industry it's one thing if you're in a strength competition or maybe a strength sport i get there's some separation. We understand that's just human it's, anatomy. Yeah. But in our business, you don't know male or female. There's nothing that says one should or shouldn't be better than the other. And we really got to tell that story. Yeah, well, I think you did a great job. And you guys are all going to love when uh, Jason's shitty chef-driven podcast drops in early December. Let's switch yeah. to a couple other things. So um, I love food. I think that's that's been <laughs> documented on the show. Um, and... Obviously, love going out to great restaurants and stuff and lucky enough to travel over the place. The other passion I have is sports. 
which we discovered right as we were kind of starting these shows. Yeah, my yeah. I sorry to cut you off, but yeah. it's funny you said I don't want to forget this because I didn't realize I'm a big texter. And I found yeah. out Jeff's a big texter. Oh. Yeah. And Jeff and I text a Man, lot. This yeah, while must we're be watching games. It, it really is. Yeah. We're watching. And my wife says to me, says, Who are you texting with so much? Yeah. I'm like, uh uh-uh, Jeff. He says, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I right. got to meet your wife yesterday. Yeah, you did. Exciting. You absolutely did. Yeah. yeah. So and I'm so stoked because I love quick texting, especially during the sports game. Yeah. So that's what we've been doing. Yeah, oh real gosh. time. So so game three of the World Series uh tomorrow, tomorrow. There's breaking news. Guess who was attending game three in Washington, DC? Oh, 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 can I guess? Yeah. Joe House? Yeah. Joe House and Joe House's son, wow. I James House, yeah. are attending. Wow! Uh, I would assume that they will throw out the first pitch. Oh. Probably not. But I was like, uh, <laughs> I, was I, was like wow. I was like, really? That's pretty. I would, I would, then would I would that. assume that I'd be getting a text about this. Yeah, but uh, yeah, House is going tomorrow. So, so the Astros down two. If there ever was a team built to come back from two games, to nothing. It's, it's probably the, the Astros. Astros. But what, what what's your take on it? What we've seen so far? Well, I mean, I haven't watched a lot of it, but I I. I in sports, I always find when there's a team that seems a bit destined to go, like how do you stop them? And I think yeah. Washington has just kind of showed that they're on a mission. I mean, I have Houston. I picked you do. Houston. Yeah. But I just, I don't know now. And and I just, I don't know if I can say this, but I'm kind of happy because Harper's not there. Yeah. Um, Bryce I don't Harper, know. Bryce Harper, I just, yes. I think that. What's well, a Ewing is, theory? Yeah, and and to me, I don't know, when a team is on a mission, I think it's just, you just can't get out of their way or um, get in their way. So I listened to part of the game last night on the radio and part of- Dan Shulman and Chris Singleton. Yes. Well done, um, guys. Love Dan Shulman. Um, And I, nothing against you, Chris. I just, never mind. Anyways. (laughs) um, So I like, I love listening to part of it on the radio and then watching on TV because through radio, I get a lot of facts about things that I didn't know from probably when I was- not around to watch baseball, which I didn't know that Fernando Rodney and AJ Hinch were teammates yeah. back on the Tigers. Oh, yeah. Fernando crazy. Rodney's like a hundred years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, um, oh crap, what was I gonna okay. The um the Nats, what did they they started their season at like thirteen and twenty nine or yeah. something, and since then they have the best record in Correct. baseball. It's like amazing. talk about destiny. Yeah, so yeah. this isn't a shock. I I think the thing though that we always used to say, so we, we would always get like one game away from a series ending. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, you immediately, you know, you've been on the road a while. You're like, all right, let's start looking at flights home. And when there's one game left to go and it's a clinch game, weird shit happens. Yeah. Like, like that's, it's, it's, that's where experience kind of plays over. And that's where a team, you know, that has guys like Altuve and Bregman. Granky. Uh, yeah. Well, Granky tonight, you know, Granky's not had the greatest postseason record in his career or tomorrow. Um, but did you see him last night? He did not look worried. No, no. Why should he be worried? I yeah, mean, all yeah. they got to do if they win one game, do their thing yeah. is back. If they just win the next game, then the whole thing flips. Like yeah. baseball series flip and flop. Yeah, so and quick. I think, and that is like they say, the hardest game to win is game four or mm-hmm. the fourth yeah. game. And and yeah. I think that it is true, you know. And and I think I guess I think my heart's a little bit with Washington because of the Expos connection. Yeah, um, you know, being a Canadian and, and yeah, and and I'm a big Montreal sports fan. I'm not a Toronto sports fan because I grew mm-hmm. up on the West Coast. Right. I don't know why that is, but just kind of how I when I grew up, I think because the Montreal Canadian were winning so much when I was yeah. young. So I kind of went to that. So I have a real, I loved the Expos and I was really bummed when they left. So I, 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 I don't know. I think it's pretty amazing, but you're right that, that you win one game tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow. It's that changes everything too. Doubt sets in and yeah, who knows and, what's going to happen. And, and I think at some point the rest of these Astros bats are going to wake up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, I do, I do think Washington's going to win the series being yeah. that they're up to nothing. I mean, that's not like stepping out on a limb yeah. um, because they still, will have Strasburg and they still will have Scherzer yeah. multiple times. Mm-hmm. And and Verlander like kind of st- like I don't know if he's getting tired or the arm just doesn't have as much in it. Yeah. But I love Justin Verlander. That guy's as good too. as you get, but man, it's just something's not right. Yeah. Right? And and Cole at some point is is going to run out of magic. Well, it's funny cuz someone said to me it was in June. Um when when Washington was really starting to you know they did turn it around yeah. by yeah. then and someone said to me I was in Las Vegas and someone said to me he said keep an eye on Washington because yeah. they have the pitching you don't they want do. to face they them the in pitching. a series they do know? and then getting Daniel Hudson from from Toronto mm-hmm. like solidified the back end of that bullpen him yeah. and Doolittle and then I love what they're doing with Corbin this to me has been the the biggest revelation of postseason baseball the last years or two year or two is you used to just say all right it's the sixth inning I, I can't send Hudson or Doolittle out, I'm just going to send this guy out there. Yeah. And this guy was not a very good pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I'm not mentioning names. But like teams <laughs> would do this for years and years. You're so much better sending out Patrick Corbin 
two days in a row, three, send them out every day yeah. to just get you from the sixth to the eighth so you yeah. can get into that bullpen. And then do it right. And I just love that they're using their best pitchers for high leverage situations all the way through. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for the weekend World Series. Yeah, it's going to be it's great. It's going to be good. we got yeah. three games in three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a lot of good football. And the other thing I'm super excited about is the NBA's returned. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows I'm an NBA junkie. Yep. Got my league pass already. Thanks, Bordy, for that. Uh, the Battle of L.A., we saw round one go to uh, the Clippers the other day. And then tonight, uh, we have our guy, Steph Curry, Callaway's newest partner. Reminder. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget to check out some of the uh, content. CallawayGolf.com slash Stephan. Steph? I don't know. Just go to Callaway Golf. You'll see it on there. Uh, the Warriors open up their new joint tonight against the Clippers. What do you take of this whole battle of L.A.? Well, I'm glad you asked that back because I want to kind of just talk about we, uh, one of our tweets if, oh, I, if of, I can. Just Because when yeah. I did say, as yeah. long as LeBron loses, I'll be right. happy when you I ask did know me. That. And then you did say, I think, I can't remember exactly what I said. Oh, we have to get your alliances right, I mm-hmm. think was your. So are you a Lakers fan? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I'm a Miami just, Heat fan. I was, he's, oh, he, he's, that's a right. I, I, he's a LeBron. I do like LeBron Okay, a lot. all right. I'm a Jordan, and I don't know if you can be both. Huh. No, you probably can't. Now, is Jordan from the Chicago years? Yeah. So, so are you a Bulls fan at heart? I am big time. Okay. Do they still play basketball? I don't think they do. <laughs> okay. I, I think and, and so, the Montreal Canadiens. Can I tell you a funny, a funny too. Bulls story? So it was years after the Jordan era ended. The second time ended. He's already done at Washington, and and we were doing a game in Chicago. It was like one of those random holidays where like President's Day or something, mm-hmm. where they just said, "All right, the Bulls will play the afternoon game." So we had to put them on national TV. So we go in there, and so I had this idea. I'm like, "Well, let's cover the Bulls intro. Like everyone loves it." So we got the music cleared and whatever. And the guy comes on. So first of all, they have a different uh, PA announcer. It's no longer like I Ray Clay mm-hmm. or whatever his name was. He did yeah. it forever. And like you know, used to hear like you know at forward from Central Arkansas. Saw Scotty Pippen. They're saying these guys' names. I have no idea who they are. Like the starting, I can't remember. Yeah. Who the, and they finally ended with a guard, and it wasn't like twenty-three from North yeah. Carolina. Michael Jordan. It was. It was like kind of sad. Yeah. yeah. I. I really. Yeah. I don't. I love basketball. I love basketball. Yeah. But I kind of like. Uh, yeah, the Bulls. I don't. I just follow whoever's playing. Basketball is going to be tough for those of you listening on the East Coast this year because. All the good games are out west. You yeah. have to stay up late. The networks have reacted. They moved a lot of games. Uh, the doublehead instead of the eight o'clock ten thirty, mm-hmm. they're going seven or seven thirty and nine thirty, oh, just okay. to try to help the East Coast a little bit. Because all the ma- I mean, you're going to want to watch Denver. You're going to want to watch mm-hmm. Portland. You're going to want the Jazz are going to be sneaky good. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sneaky anymore. They're just going to be good. The 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 Mavericks looked great with uh, Luka Doncic and, and Porzingis making his return. You know who else got a win? I think the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, yeah I saw I that. Know. How Good for your sons. I think it's time for me to get back into NBA. I want you to hold me accountable. All right. We'll nice. see if you watch any games. But so so the Battle of LA, yeah. round one goes to the Clippers without Paul George. So they're only yeah. gonna get better. But man, they looked really good. Yeah, I mean, I love watching Kawhi. I just mm-hmm. he is smooth. It just it seems in control. All has the he come time. into your restaurants when he's been down here? No, I, I don't think he has. I mean, okay. I I don't we think he tweet. has. Um, yeah. But yeah, we need to get him in there. But yeah, yeah he I get just him and Uncle love, love. Yeah, that'd be great. I love watching him play basketball. Yeah, it's it's the one thing I get why they moved to L.A. Yeah, I, I moved here long after the Clippers left. Yeah, but I always like think like every time I drive by the sports arena, I'm like. Man, imagine if we had an NBA team here. Yeah, it would be so like, wouldn't that be great? I'd be broke because I'd have season tickets I'm, to the I'm Padres and an NBA would. team. And, I would. Um, but man, this this it's so much fun to watch it right now. It is, and I'm and I'm obviously Canadian, but I really don't like Toronto sports because oh, so that would be hard last year. It was really tough for me. Yeah, that is. Yeah, tough. I mean, I'm glad they won, and it's kind of cool. But yeah, it was tough for me. It was really hard. And now Kawhi left him. So so give give us sort of you kind of wearing little Laker color shoes there. Oh. I know someone else said that to me too, and yeah. I couldn't re- figure you're, you're out. You're a sneakerhead to too. I am. Yes. When did that start? Um, I, when I was young, pretty young. Um, I think it just I don't know what it was. I like I kind of like the flashy color shoes, mm-hmm. and it kind of just started with that a little bit. And I think the basketball played a big part in that because you yeah. know, as, especially now with basketball shoes are like such a thing like when a release oh, comes yeah. out like right. it's crazy so i think it's probably connected to that i played a lot of basketball in school we still play basketball every saturday and within our group every saturday morning we go out we're oh not that God. good That's but fun. we give it a go and, and how many injuries do you guys have a week <laughs> actually you know what we've been pretty lucky we've had a broken arm that's and I think that's it. And, wow. and we've been doing it now for six years, every that's Saturday. Awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's one awesome. over six so not, years. Yeah, so not too bad. One broken yeah. arm. Can you get shoes that have two stars on them? I can, yeah. I actually have some custom shoes, but they don't have stars on them. They would, have my, they have my dog's you. name How on them. How about wedges with two stars? Oh, we could do that. That's we a great do. idea. How have we not done oh, that? Oh, yeah. I don't know. 
It's a great idea. Actually, we've done this, and we're going to give them to you after the podcast, right? Yeah. Yes. The mic sounds better. Yeah. I think it I figured out what was good. wrong with it. Great. I, f- I just kind of moved things around while you guys it's, were talking. It's, it's a nice because Trevor wire problem. Trevor cuts to the other camera, so Trevor cuts to the other camera. Yeah, probably. And then I can like camera. play around with some of right. stuff over go. here. Yeah. So I move this one, and I move these two over here, and then even the one down here. <laughs> Dang. So that I think worked. we've troubleshooted it. All right. So don't forget, everybody, Jason Shitty Chef Driven Podcast. Mm-hmm. They can follow the podcast at Jason Shitty Chef Driven Podcast. Mm-hmm. Where can they follow you? Uh, at Ironside Chef. Okay. On Instagram is kind of where I like to hang out. At Ironside Chef. I will tell you, I'm a follower. I love watching uh, your stories and your posts because it, it satisfies my need to uh, want food. You don't watch all my stories and posts. Well, you're not posting about food. I'm really offended right now. <laughs> well, well, maybe I'll start following Lex's oh. stories and posts. <laughs> so I like this sad. food thing. I, 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 I'll follow you. I'll there you watch. go. Jinx, but Jason. I mean, all, all of I you guys out there, <laughs> all of you guys out there in the golf world, give Jason a follow. Jason has has recently received some new golf clubs. Experience of a lifetime, by the way. Yeah, went down to the truly, test center. Truly, truly, to me, like there's moments, I, I feel very lucky. I've got to do a lot of neat things in my career. I've lived all over the world. I've traveled. I've eaten at some of the, arguably the best restaurants in the world. But to me, golf is one of the things, and I'm not just saying that because I'm right here right now, is is where I really do put my phone down. Right. That phone has become part of my life with what I do and the businesses and so on. But golf, I really can take that time and I put it away. And to go up to the the fitting center yeah. and and have that opportunity, it, it was special. It really, really was a special experience to kind of just talk about it, watch my golf swings, see how it works. And now I have clubs that are going to yeah. – I hit the ball and, 20 yards further. I did. It was and amazing. I'm excited. I was out there when he was getting the fitting and – uh, Jason got fit into the Epic Forge Diamonds. Oh yeah, super premium, mm-hmm. which just makes sense for like a two-star it Michelin chef. You wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to be in anything other than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and and we're gonna we're gonna get out in the golf course soon, and, uh, and we are, and, and tee it up, which will be super exciting, and we'll report on that. I'm sure everyone's dying to hear the results of that round. Of Absolutely, golf. and I I'm even dying to hear what you eat at the turn. Oh yeah, that's what there's I, gonna I, be a lot of pressure uh, on the turn. Yeah, no. they're not gonna know. But that's one thing. Can golf we dispel that myth? Because you say you've said that to me before. Like your favorite food is what someone else is cooking it is and and i i we get it all the time as chefs i'm assuming my other chefs do but like people i don't want to cook for a chef i'm like i'm telling you you cook for me i love you forever i was nervous taking your lunch order i'm not anymore i'm not anymore we're cool now i did have the discussion that's intimidating to do it is and i understand why but chefs really are the simplest eaters we really are because you i love it it's like i don't know it's it's we do it all day long and so it's for us it's different you know we just want something simple and comfortable and easy and not much thought nice well, we're good at that. Yeah. Well, I, I encourage everybody, when you come down to the San Diego area, check these guys' restaurants out. Ironside Seafood and Oyster. You, so you, you cannot beat that place. I've not been to Born and Raised yet, but I'm going to try to cross it off maybe even this weekend. Morning Glory is my favorite brunch. I took my buddy Mark there from New York a couple weeks ago. Uh, Crafts and Commerce. False Idol. False Idol. Amazing. Yeah. Just there's, there's, and, and your newest one, uh, the one at the university. Soda and Swine. Soda and Swine. Uh, UCSD. Yeah. If you're in UCSD, Go check that out. Uh, go check out much. all their stuff. And, and look, you know, we, we only like to work with people who kind of fit the values of, of Callaway. Uh, you, you and your, your company fit them to a T. Golf pun. And uh, I should have used like fit you to like a fork, yeah. or like a placemat or something. Um, but we're super excited for this podcast to drop. We're also super excited for this podcast to end, as I'm sure most people are listening. We'll record the open of it next. But next. Uh, Third next Tuesday, Tuesday, you will be back with an A15 episode. Will. Do we know who's going to be on it yet? Nope. Okay, we will know prior to Tuesday. And those giant auditions we talked about in segment one, well, we will talk about it when we record segment one, those begin next Thursday. Thanks, everybody, for listening to The Ship Show.